there's no limit on anything or there's no restriction. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people place restrictions on themselves because of where they're at in life. And mm -hmm. they feel that if they reach a certain age, they now can't do this or it's, or it's too late. Yeah, and it's never too late. You can do anything you wanna do no matter where you are in life. Welcome to the Power Hour, the weekly podcast that will motivate you to pursue your passion and to achieve success. I'm Adrienne Herbert, international speaker, fitness coach, Adidas global ambassador and entrepreneur. Each week, I'll be talking to today's leading coaches, creatives, change makers and innovators to find out their daily habits, morning routines and rules to live by. The Power Hour is all about taking just one hour each day to help you improve your life and unlock your full potential. Whether you want to build a business, write a book, run a marathon, or maybe you're just looking for a spark of inspiration, the Power Hour is going to help you get there faster. Welcome back to the Power Hour podcast. My guest today is a singer and songwriter who burst onto the scene back in 2014 when she appeared on The X Factor. Her debut single and album charted globally in over 15 countries and went on to sell over 850,000 combined global sales. Her platinum selling single, Sax, peaked at number three in the UK and stayed in the top 10 for over 10 weeks. She has recently been a contestant on I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here, and the nation fell in love with her infectious energy. Her brand new single, Favourite Thing, is out now, and I want to learn the dance routine from that video. It's epic. Welcome to the studio, Fleur East. <laughs> hey. I'm so, oh, she's in the building. What a nice intro, thanks. I'm so happy to have you here, <laughs> honestly. Thank you so much for coming in. Oh gosh, I wanna say as well, Fleur, right off from the top, mm -hmm. I'm a celebrity, yes. you were robbed. You were robbed, queen of the jungle. Honestly, I so thought you were gonna win and I really oh, wanted you to win. It was oh, amazing. Thanks. I mean, I would be absolutely useless on that show. I'd be such a whim. Nah, I don't know. I think you'd surprise yourself. I don't know. That's the one, one of those things where you just look and you're like, no. But what an incredible experience. Yeah, it was amazing. Honestly, it was a lot tougher than I thought it was gonna be. But now looking back, I'm just so glad that I did it. It was yeah. just a once in a lifetime experience. It was amazing. Yeah, everyone says, well, not that I know that many people, but everyone when they do the interviews after, they yeah. always say they think that they've watched it and they know what to expect, but yeah. it is so much tougher. Why was it much tougher? I don't know. I just thought like, okay, it's a TV show. So I thought they're not really going to leave us in the jungle and they're not really going to starve us, are they? And we got there and it was like, no, we're actually in the middle of the jungle and we are not getting any food. <laughs> like, That's it. And it was just, I think it was the reality of the situation. And I just thought maybe there were things I was going to find out behind the scenes that actually made it not so real. But no, that was the, that was the shock that I Gosh. got when I got in there. <laughs> yeah, I think the two things. One would be the food for me because I just be without food would yeah. just make me miserable. But also the bugs, man. Yeah. Like watching it on TV is one thing, but the oh reality of that, God. did you get used to it or not? No, see, that was the thing. When we did, I think the first trial where I had like cockroaches and mealworms and all sorts dropped on my head. I've watched that on TV, like you say, so many years. And I thought, oh, I'll, I'll be all right with that. It will be more like heights and things like that. No, and the minute the insects were dropped on me, I've never screamed so much. I didn't even know that I could scream. 
like that. And then I was just like, all these things get dropped to my head and I was like, ah, like going crazy. It was horrible. And everyone always says that they smell bad. They the stink, bugs. they stink. Oh my God, I can't describe the smell, it's awful. Something as well that I was so like in awe of and I'm sure all curly and Afro girls watching were just like, <laughs> yes. your hair on that show. I was like, her hair just was rocking every day. Whereas I feel like if I was in the jungle, I don't know, I'd probably have to get braids or something to protect the fro. But yeah, did you have Afro hair products in there? Do you know what, it's interesting because a lot of people before I went in were like, Fleur the hair. What you so do? what are you gonna do? You need to braid it down. And I was like, no. Uh, I was like, well, I need to celebrate my hair. Like this is how I wear it every day. It would be weird for me to like braid yeah, it down. Like yeah. that's not how I wear it. So I was like, I'm just gonna put down my curl cream as my luxury item. Okay, so you and had that. And then I can look after it. So yeah, okay. then I got my luxury item. Amazing. Well, I knew, I was thinking like, how is she looking after that, that hair? Because your hair <laughs> yeah. looked on point and looked incredible. Oh, thank you. So one thing that I've talked about on this show before, and one of my, I guess like my motto is yeah. you can do hard things. Mm. So I've said, I say this to myself when I need encouragement. So often at like half five in the morning when my alarm <laughs> yes. goes off, I'm like, you can do hard things. When it's freezing cold, I'm going out for my run. You can do hard things. Yeah. You know, it's like my thing. And then yeah, a few people have adopted it um and said to me one person even said to me she might get it as a tattoo I was oh my like, god i know that's amazing yeah but now it's made me want to but do you have like uh, a motto or something or like how did you in those really tough times in the jungle or mm. just in life how did you overcome them um one saying that i love is um anything worth having is worth working hard for mm -hmm. so i always just think okay this is really difficult but it's because what I'm gonna get at the end will be so worth it. Yeah. So I just think about the fruits of the labor at the end of it. And I always think like literally through life, through everything that I've done, every, everything that I worked the hardest for, the reward is just so incredible at the end of it. Mm -hmm. And you also appreciate it so much more, I think when you work hard for it. So I'm not afraid of hard work, I, I embrace yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And well, I know you're not afraid of hard work because <laughs> yeah. let's talk about the music. So mm -hmm. as I said at the beginning, I know a lot of people will know you from the X Factor, from Sax, you know, like that was the song of the year. You know what I mean? Like that was <laughs> yeah. amazing. It was everywhere. But I know that, you know, that didn't, that wasn't the start of your, your mm. singing career. So can you, I guess, take us back and talk us through your journey? Let's go back, way back. <laughs> yes. um, well, I, I started singing really young, like literally from the minute that I could talk really, because my parents used to play music through headphones onto my mum's stomach when she was pregnant with me. So the minute I could like make a sound, I was singing. So I always had that and it was just like a hobby, something that I enjoyed doing. And then my parents would always push me to sing in front of people and I hated it right. with a passion. I was just so shy. I didn't want to sing in front of anyone. It was like my secret passion that I didn't want to share. And then they encouraged me and supported me. And I started going to like after school clubs and just performing like in my local area and things like that. And then I finished uni and I was like, I really need to pursue this. So I was in so many girl bands, like thousands <laughs> of girl bands. Like it's unreal the amount of girl bands I was in. Until I finally went, no, nah, I'm just gonna do this on my own. Okay. And then DJ Fresh was putting together a live band at that time. And my manager sent him a demo of me. And he was like, I want you to be my live vocalist for my tour. Wow. So I toured with DJ Fresh for two years. Mm. And that was, this was all before X Factor. And that was incredible because it was like at the time where Hot Right Now came out and that was Rita Ora's debut single. So we toured with Rita, we performed with Dizzy Rascal, Miss Dynamite. So many people came mm. on stage with us and I learned my craft through doing that. I performed on so many amazing stages and 
I guess that was like my apprenticeship in a way, like mm. my work experience. And then after that, I thought, this is it, I've made it. Like, it's all gonna happen. And mm. it was a lot harder than I thought. And then Hex Factor came along and I thought, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, so did someone like suggest, you know, to kind of in your management to go or did you just decide, oh, I'm just gonna give that a go? Well, it was funny because me and my boyfriend would watch it. Like I'd force my boyfriend to watch it every year. And then we were sitting down that one year, like the year before I did it. And my boyfriend was like, you annoy me so much. Like you're sitting here watching this. You should be on there. Yeah. He's like, you can perform. Like you've done so many things. Like just get out there. People just need to see you. And I was like, you don't know what it's like. You're not going to be on TV in front of the nation. If it doesn't work out, what am I going to do? And mm. you know, so I was very reluctant. And then I just thought one day, what have I actually got to lose? Like mm. it's not happening. I've tried every other way. Like been signed to labels, like did all of that. And I was like, this is kind of the last path that I haven't tried on my mm. own. So I decided to just queue up in yeah. Birmingham yeah, and did it. And thank goodness you did. Yeah. I mean, come on, it was amazing. Let's, who, you know, we cannot forget that epic performance of Uptown Funk. <laughs> Blur. Yeah. I feel like you put that song on the map, you know. No that one is so funny to me. Like, No one knew that song until you did that. I was like, what is this tune? So I know, and it was such a risk because I thought on these shows, people vote for songs that they know and they love. So I was like, this is a huge risk because no one's heard it. But then it was just such an incredible reaction. It was mega. Honestly, <laughs> mega. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. So as you just discussed, you know, in your in your journey, there's mm. inevitably going to be setbacks, challenges, rejections, yeah. you know, that industry is tough. So what advice would you give to anyone who kind of struggles with that? Yeah, I always just say, remember why you're doing it. <laughs> because I, I always say to myself, the minute that I don't love and enjoy what I'm doing, then I'm just not going to do it anymore. Mm. Because there's so many hurdles, like you say, and there's just so many difficult challenges that you have to face all the time being in the industry, being on a platform where everyone can criticize you. Mm. Like everyone's open to criticizing you and you're just, you just have to take it basically. And if your love for what you're doing isn't strong enough, then I don't think you can withstand all of those challenges. I think mm. if your passion is strong enough and you're like, I'm doing this because I love music or I'm doing this because I love to sing, then I think that I will just, that will stand you in good stead. I think that will mm. keep you going. Just remember why you're doing it. Remember the core of what mm. you're doing. Do you think you have to have a certain kind of personality though to be able to, do you know what I mean? Like be mm -hmm. thick skinned and resilient. Cause I think, I don't know, like, do you think you've got tougher at dealing with that? As you said, everyone can have an opinion. Maybe that's yeah. about what to wear, how to look, how mm. to sound, what to say. Like, I think for some people it would probably just, yeah, break them down. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Like there's been many times where I've literally just been at home and I've posted something and then I read like one nasty comment and I'm like, what? They don't even know me. Like, you know, <laughs> just like going crazy. And then I'm like, blur, just relax, pull it back. Like it's one person, Yeah. you know, like you know why you're doing this and your family are proud of you. And that's the main thing is where you need to have like a really tight unit around you. I think if you know who your friends are, 
you know, who your family are and they keep you grounded, then yeah, you just kind of have to dust it off. But you definitely have to be really tough <laughs> to deal with it because it is, people say nasty things. Yeah. And I guess when you go on a show like The X Factor and it's so <clears throat> huge, then you, I know you've done the things before, as you said, yeah. like the stages and everything, but then from a public perspective, I guess that kind of catapults you, right? So yeah. how did life change after the show? Well, yeah, it's interesting because a lot of people say typically of um, talent shows or reality talent shows, there's like a stigma attached to them and people are like, oh, you just wandered off the street and you're a star overnight. And people don't realize that there's a whole story before you get to that stage. So when you see the cliche moments of, this is my last shot, everything's riding on this. It pretty much is for a lot of people because mm. before you take the plunge and you go on that show, a lot of people have been trying and grafting in the industry. So it's not like, We've just walked off the street and we're, you know, just taking a stab at it. Oh, let's just try, try our luck. You know, it's people who are really passionate and it's, it is our dream. Like, you know, we've been trying to do this for years. And in some ways I say that it would be a lot easier to struggle and do all of that without the public watching you. Sure. Like in a lot of ways, doing that on a show like The X Factor is harder because mm everyone's judging you as you're growing and as you're developing and as you're finding your style as an artist. Mm. So it is really, really tough in some ways, but everyone's got different paths mm. and how they make it. There's there's so many different ways to make it. And yeah, I'm just I'm just really glad that I, that I did it actually, because I, I felt like I'd tried everything. Mm. I had a lot of experience, but I just needed the right person to see me. Yep. And so, yeah, it was like the perfect platform. Amazing, it was awesome. So, and also, as I mentioned about the the, the recent single, Favourite Thing. Mm -hmm. So you, I've, you've seen obviously online, people are, you know, creating these incredible dance yes. routines. I mean, the routine, shout out to the choreographer because yes. the routine in that music video is sick. Oh, and yeah, all these dance crews that are now, you know, like posting their videos mm. and like, it must be amazing to see how so many people are enjoying your music. Yeah, I love that. Honestly, it was one of my favourite parts of, of doing music. It's, um, yeah, Ed and Shab she choreographed it she actually choreographed sax as well okay she's amazing and yeah just every day i get like things popping up like online and i'm like oh my gosh amazing like girls in their room just choreographing to massive dance groups like dance classes all over the country uh, uh choreographing to it and it's it's amazing and you've reshared some of them as well yeah, on yeah, your instagram yeah. i love that i just uh, it's amazing that's kind of why you do it isn't it to like inspire people and to make people feel something when you release it. That's mm. ultimately what you want. Yeah. So I know, well, I'm into fitness, I'm into mm -hmm. running, and I know that you are a qualified personal trainer yes. and you also have a family fitness business. So yes. talk to me about W8 Gym. Is that how well, you say it? Weight Gym. Weight Gym. Yes. I see. So it's, um, it all started with my cousins who live in Bournemouth, Nick and Clive. And they came up with the concept of having a gym in a box. So essentially something that you can do a full body workout with wherever you are. And one of my cousins actually came to see me on the X Factor tour and he was like, how are you getting on working out? And I was like, actually, it's really tough because I don't have a lot of time. Mm. I can't always get down to the gym. And whenever we do get to go to the gym, there's some people that are kind of following us on the tour. So they want like a selfie while we're oh. sweating and things <laughs> like that. So it's like, I don't always want to work out in front of people. And he was like, interesting. I've got something to show you in a few months. So he came to my house and he showed me like, I think it was like the 10th version of the weight gym. Yeah. And it looked completely different to where it looks like now. And he just explained it to me, demoed it for me. And I was like, hmm, this is cool. And he said, do you think maybe you could just like help us promote it? And I went, let me go one step further. Let's go into business together. Yeah. Like, let me be an equal shareholder. Um, let's just get involved. And he was like, great. 
So then I trialed it for a year, yeah. worked out with it, found little things that we had to like change on the product, tweaked it, added little things. And then I rebranded it, changed the aesthetic of it and created like the gold edition and things mm -hmm. like that. Just added a woman's touch. You know, like, he didn't know what he was touch. getting into. <laughs> you, know, you know, yeah, exactly. He's like, what? What is this? You're changing my whole thing. Um, but yeah, it was amazing. And then kind of just got it out there, did loads of PR with it. We did the launch back in July and lots of journalists tried it out and we're just slowly building up. And it's it's literally just me and my two cousins and yeah. we sell it on our website. And But it's amazing because I'm so passionate about fitness. And the reason I trialed it for a year was because I didn't want to get behind something that I didn't believe in or that didn't actually work. Yeah. I didn't want to sell people a dream, <laughs> you know, sell people a lie. Hmm. So I trialed it and I was like, you know what? This is amazing. And then I put together the eight week challenge and so many people have been doing that and then sending in their pictures and it's like, oh my gosh, this is actually working for yeah. people. So it's just perfect for anyone, any fitness level. And yeah. if, even if you are a gym head, it's perfect for those days where you don't have time to go to the gym or if you're someone who's just starting and hmm. the gym's intimidating for you, you can just work out at home, yeah, sweat in your sure. living room. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And I think a lot of people are looking for ways to work out at home now. Mm -hmm. You know, there's all these different things popping up. And I think because of the fact people need it. So as you yeah. said, whether they can't get into the gym, maybe they've got, you know, little kids are looking after mm -hmm. at home. Maybe they, you know, all these different reasons. But I think finding a solution to that and having something you enjoy. And yeah, yeah I guess, like I said, I run, I exercise mm -hmm. and I know how much that, you know, it just benefits not only my body, but my mind yes. and my my focus, my energy levels, everything. So mm. yeah, does exercise do the same for you? Oh my gosh, totally. Yeah. I like, I don't feel the same when I don't work out in the morning. Like I start my day with a workout and then I have so much energy and my creative juices are flowing. And like you say, mentally, I just feel so much more positive in myself as well. And like you say, the physical aspect of it, I mean, they're positive side effects, like, you know, the aesthetics, but really and truly it's more than that. It's it's how you feel in yourself. It's like little mini challenges in the day. For example, like I go to the tube and I'll be like, I'm gonna run up these stairs. I'm gonna run up, I'm not yeah. gonna stand, I'm gonna run. Or like if I've got a suitcase with me, I'm like, no, I'm gonna carry my own suitcase. You know, little things like little wins in the day where you just notice your strength or you notice yourself getting fitter. Mm -hmm. I think that's the main goal. I always say to people who, I've been training with the weight gym, I say, just try and be the best version of yourself mm. and track yourself on your fitness, not on what you look like. Yeah. Don't put so much focus on, oh, I've lost five pounds. It's like, that doesn't matter. Like if you feel good, mm. you put your clothes on, you feel good walking out the door, you're confident and you feel fit. That's the main thing. Yeah, for sure. And it does give you that. So you said then that you work out in the morning. So mm -hmm. we're going to come on to that because oh. this is the power hour show. So I talk a lot about people's morning routines. Yeah. But I feel, as you just said then about the energy and stuff, often people will say to me, well, you know, I'm tired in the morning. You know, I've got to have my coffee. I yeah. can't think of like working out. For, it's like they think that they need energy to do yes. this workout when actually I'm trying to get them, what you just said, you wake up, you do the workout mm. and it gives you the energy. You oh, know what I mean? Definitely. Oh my gosh. I felt so groggy before doing like like a 6.30 workout in the morning. Mm. And I think, oh God, it's cold, it's dark, like, you know. But then the minute you've done it, yep. just have so much energy, like get up and go. Then you have your breakfast, your smoothie, whatever. And you just start the day the right way. Yeah, the endorphins are real people, so get involved. Yeah, <laughs> they are. So let's talk about the power hour. As I mentioned, I am an early bird flirt. I don't know if you know this about me. I get up 
kind of between five and five thirty every day. Wow. I know. And people are always like, why you're crazy. But over time they've kind of, I think I'm convincing people to realize like for me, that yeah. is my magic time. It's my power hour. It's my uninterrupted time. It's when I do my best work. Mm-hmm. It's when I, yeah, it's just become a thing. So now I'm asking people like, what time do you get up? Mm-hmm. What's the first thing that you do in the morning? And what does the first hour look like? Interesting. Cause for me, like, my, my schedule is so all over the place that, you know, I'll have a good run of like waking up at seven. Like at the minute it's seven o'clock mm-hmm. every morning, my eyes open before my alarm or anything. And I'm up at seven and then I work out before I eat. Mm-hmm. So I like to do like a fasted workout because I feel like then I earn my breakfast. Okay. <laughs> like then I have the breakfast <laughs> of champions after I've worked out. Feast. Yeah. Typically like a minimum, probably be like a 45 minute workout. That's like a minimum, but I can go on for like an hour and a half. Really? Some days. Yeah. Like wow. if I'm in the zone, yeah. I'm like, yeah. If I'm like rushed and I need to go somewhere early, then 20 minutes. Minimum. Minimum. Like I feel like 20 minutes is a good, good, good slot of time to mm. do a workout. And then I'll have a nice breakfast afterwards. And then, then I'm set for the day and I'll always work out to music. Yes. Cause that really like pushes me. And would you through. say that's like a non-negotiable for you? So if you were like, you said your schedule's different all the time. Mm. Like, you know, if you were really busy, would you ever have like, cause people that will say that to me, that's not to say it's an excuse, but it's a circumstance. People go, well, I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy. Would mm. you ever go like two, three, four weeks? Or are you like, no, this is non-negotiable for me. Oh no, I can't wait that long. Like, I need to just try and fit it in. Like, mm-hmm. like you say, my preference is to work out in the morning, but if I can't, and I know that I've got time in the evening, then I'll just do a late night workout mm. and I'll just get it in. And then sometimes that helps me get to sleep. Really? <laughs> yeah, really? Because I'll like go hard in the workout and then have a shower and then I'm like ready for bed. And yeah. It's... So yeah, you just adapt. You can always find time. Mm-hmm. If it's I, important You, you can always find time, yeah. Mm. And when it comes to, I guess, your like, you know, your creative thing. So you're, you know, you're a songwriter as well. Mm. You're not just a singer. So how do you, I guess, cultivate time to, to be creative, to write, you know, to kind of block out all the distractions of the mm. world and just focus on your own work? Yeah, that's interesting because inspiration comes in so many forms. Mm. So sometimes I'll just be walking along the road and I'll just get an idea come to me and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. And then I'll get my phone out and just record it. Yeah, really? So like, it's not, it's not always like dedicating time necessarily. I, f- I feel like, well, everyone's inspired in different ways, but I'd like listen to people. Like I might be on the train and I'll hear a conversation and I'm like, oh, that's such a cool idea for a song. Or my friend will tell me something that's happened in their lives and I'm like, that's amazing. I can write about that. Or watching films inspires me a lot. Mm-hmm. Like I watch movies and like the soundtracks will inspire an idea. Or mm-hmm. So I'm like constantly creating, I feel. I don't really dedicate necessarily a certain amount of time, but my, my downtime when I switch everything off is when I have a bath. Mm-hmm. That is like the time. Yeah. Literally I switch off, run my bath and lay in the bath for yeah, me too. ages. And I'll just think about things and just shut everything out because we're so busy we're always like running around and it's nice to just have your like me time yeah oh my gosh me too i love the bath and what you're saying then about you know you're creative so when you're on the go you might just as you say get inspired by this get inspired by that how do you like so once you've got your idea and mm. you've you know you've got an idea for a song or maybe a melody or whatever yeah. how do you i guess like it must be scary to like put that out to other people and then get their reaction because yeah. once you've done something you know what i mean it's like <laughs> this is my baby and then i feel like that about this show yeah so then it's like you know what i mean you then share it and hope that people 
respond and like it, right? Yeah, it's very scary. It's scary because you love it, obviously, because it's your idea. And then the minute you have to share it with people, like even going into a studio session, mm. if I've got an idea, I'll be like, uh, so I was thinking maybe this. <laughs> and there's always like hesitation or there's a little disclaimer, like, yeah, no, 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 it's just a, just a rough idea. Like it's not anything, like we don't have to go there. Like everyone's really self-conscious because mm. you have to like bear your soul with people when you're creating with them. So yeah, I'm always like <laughs> quite scared to do that. But then that's like a bit of self-doubt, I guess, that creeps in as well. Mm, you know, yeah, we, we, we all have, have that. All have I it. have that. Like people are always like, Flo, you seem really confident. Like, do you ever have doubts? Are you ever shy or worried yeah. about things? I'm like, yeah, we all have that. You yeah. just have to, you have to fight through it. You have to push past it. Mm. And do you ever have to kind of, I guess like fight for your ideas. So say for example, mm. you just said, if you pitch something and then, and they're like, no, we're not feeling it, but you really love it. Yeah. Do you ever like push back and be like, no, I think this is good. This is going to work. Yeah, I do. Yeah. 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 There's been times where I've really put my foot down. Amazing. And I've been like, nah, this is good. Let's just go with it. Like yeah. don't kill the vibe. Like let's mm. just roll with it. Or if they're really adamant, which I've never really had that situation, but if they, if anyone was, I would just do another session with someone else. Really? And just and keep the idea alive because yeah. sometimes it won't work in that one day mm. or the people you're working with it doesn't make sense or the vibe isn't right but just hold on to it I always hold on to it I won't I won't let it go I won't let people like talk me out of it yeah I like that because I think in, in any industry I think we all sometimes have whether it's an idea a project something mm. even when you know like I said people ask me questions online it might be about they want to start a podcast or they want to start a blog or YouTube mm. or something and I think often yeah if one person says well, that idea is rubbish or who's going to watch that it can't you know that can't stop you if no. you think it's going to be good you've got to push through I'm like the the motivator in my friendship group so like a lot of my friends come to me we meet up and then they'll be like flirt I've got this idea and I know that I can come to you because you're not going to judge me and you're going to encourage me and you're going to give me the energy that I need to go out there and do it so they'll come to me with like the crazy, the, what they think are the craziest ideas. Mm. Like, okay, I just want to leave my job and I want to just do a charity. And I'm like, do it, do it. Yes. And they're like, yeah, but, and I'm like, okay, start doing it now. Like, you know, let's find solutions. Yes. And I'll just give them the motivation. Cause I just think we're all here once. Mm. Like mm. why hold back? Like if you have a dream, just go and chase it. Like fulfill it, do it, accomplish it. You know, it's, it's, you know, we, too many people actually have regrets there's a lot of people I talk to are like, oh, I really wanted to sing, but I didn't do it because I was too scared. And my family were like, you're not gonna make money doing that. And now I look back and I'm like, oh, I wish I did it. And I'm like, oh, I don't wanna be, you know, 20 years from now, 30 years from now, I go, I, I wish I did that. Mm. And I held back, I just think, live to your fullest potential, yes. why not? I love it. This is what I say to people. Yes. Honestly, what you just described then about your friends. I also do that. I love it. I'm telling people the same thing. Yes, Fleur, yes. <laughs> yes. So I also have a power hour challenge for the listeners. So I'm Ooh. sure they're feeling mega inspired right now. So the challenge is just to kind of say to them this week, if you've got one hour to dedicate to yourself, mm. to improving yourself, your life, like going after something, as you said, you know, not putting it off, what could we try this week? Um, I would say write down your goals. Okay. That's a big thing mm -hmm. because I don't do that really? a lot of the time. Okay. But whenever I do, I, I find like I have a real focus. Mm -hmm. Like, so, and that's the first step as well. Like if you write down what your aims are and then you kind of go, okay, how can I get to those aims? Like just plotting and planning. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, they always say, um, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Oh yes, people. You've got to have a plan. <laughs> yeah. You you have to, otherwise you're kind of just like wandering aimlessly. Yeah. <laughs> like, So I'd say just sit down for a minute, like 
or an hour, mm-hmm. power hour, an hour, sit down, dedicate an hour, write down what you want to achieve mm. for the year. Like we're still at the start of the year, really. Yeah. Write down what you want to achieve. When do you want to achieve it by? How can you realistically achieve it? Mm-hmm. And it might just be a small step. It might be like, oh, well, I know this person who might be able to put me in touch with the right person. Reach out to them. Send them a message. Send an email. Do your research. Yeah. Research is key. Yeah. Do your research because it's all about who you know. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, that helps so much. Just build your network. Well, look at us here now. Yes. Exactly. That's the thing. I've had to kind of really, you know, reach out to people and be bold and be brave and go, uh, would you like to come onto my show? And yeah. I think, as you just said, writing things down, it cements that idea mm-hmm. because we all, I don't, I believe that every single person has wonderful ideas, mm. but what they don't do is take action. Yes. People don't take action. They just have these wonderful ideas for, for and like you said, their whole life maybe, mm. and they never take action. So I think even just putting pen to paper, yes. it cements it like, there it is mm-hmm. yeah love Definitely. that please get involved guys let us know as well if you are taking on the power hour challenge my closing question today which i asked every guest is i believe that time is the most valuable thing that we have mm-hmm. and i really for lots of different reasons and i live with a sense of urgency because of that so i really appreciate you giving me an hour of your time today that's <laughs> all right and what is the most valuable thing that time has taught you Ooh, that's such a good question. The most valuable thing is that, I love a quote, right? I love a quote. I saw something once and it said, um, never blame time or never make time the reason for why you don't go and chase a dream. The time will pass anyway. Mm. So like a lot of people go, oh no, I don't have time to do it. Oh no, realistically like, oh, I'm 30, I can't do this. Or like, oh no, I'm a mum now, I can't do this. Like people make so many excuses, don't they? Like, oh no, I wouldn't ever be able to, I don't have time to do it. It's like the time's gonna pass regardless. So just find the time, dedicate your time. That That's, time has taught me that <laughs> because I've looked back and I've been like, oh, all these years I like sat around and went, oh, I don't know if I can do this. And it's like, then one year, less than a year Mm. i made everything happen yeah it's like you can do it like you know and time yeah time has definitely taught me that that you know there's no limit on anything or there's no restriction Mm -hmm. and a lot of people place restrictions on themselves because of where they're at in life Mm -hmm. and they feel that if they reach a certain age they now can't do this or it's or it's too late yeah and it's never too late you can do anything you want to do no matter where you are in life so yeah that's what time has taught me thank you so much Flair. so if anyone who is listening who doesn't know i'm sure they do already where can we find you online and in real life <laughs> okay well online facebook is flirt east official, official. instagram flirt east Twitter, no, no official flirt east <laughs> yeah no official on those yeah i'm online all the time always yeah. posting a good story always posting i love it and in real life mate here there and everywhere yeah but <laughs> i mean do you have anything coming up where people can get tickets not yet yeah i've got yeah. evoke festival coming up um which is i've posted about on my social so you Great. can get tickets for that but there'll always be more shows getting added so if you follow me on my shows my socials I'll keep you up to date. Check it out, guys. Hope to see you there. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening and thanks so much, Fleur, for coming in. Yay, you thank are you. a ray of sun and energy and it's uh, been awesome. Thanks for having me. And thanks so much, guys. You can leave a rate and review over on iTunes. Don't forget to subscribe, all of that good stuff. I really do appreciate you tuning in and listening. See ya. Hey. 
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 